We are live. Good evening and welcome to episode 109 of the Houston Round Ball Review presented Folks Talking Sports. I am KG Chris Gardner, owner and co-founder of the Houston Round Ball Review. And with me is Willie Gibson from WTG Sports. Will Know Sports. How are you, sir? Doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Noel and Andy Yanez from Pod Slamma Jamma. Mr. Yanez, I'm going to give you the floor. First of all, how are you, young man? I'm doing good. I'm still, uh, I got a good workout, I man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good today. This Sunday. So let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about, let's do more of the post-mortem of Saturday's flame out that the man himself said the offense was embarrassing. Let's talk more about the Cougs 36-13 home, Big 12 home opener loss to the TCU Horn Frogs. Andy, have your thoughts changed at all? Have you cool, calmed down any from last night's less rage Cougs? No. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the opinion is the same, and it, it's not even an opinion. It's just a matter of fact at this point. When it comes to the University of Houston fan base, the alumni, there's zero trust. Chris, the game, 24 hours, or still, I guess technically 23 hours since it, it kicked off. All anything associated with Dana Hogerson and a video of Dana Hogerson, a quote of Dana Hogerson has been blowing up with fans responding. Um, not so nice things about the head coach. Um, the frustration is at uh, an all-time high, which uh, is kind of interesting. It's, it, to me, it seems like they're very much more vocal than they were after the loss to Rice a week ago. And the biggest reason for that is because of the lack of competitiveness, specifically when it came to the offense, which, again, is supposed to be the specialty um, for Dana Horison. Non-existent against TCU. And then to compound the fact, post-game, it, it, without directly saying it, he said it's a rebuild year. You know, yeah. the talent's not there. The difference between a group of five and power five is the depth, and it'll take some time. That's a direct quote. Some time to build out the depth, and a lot of fans have very so uh, matter of factly pointed out that this is now. A quarter of the quarter into the season, three games are in the rearview mirror. So, a quarter into year five for head coach Dana Holmes. Mr. Gibson, you're, you're on you're on notice. Miss Wanda says she can't wait to hear what you have to say. All right, Ms. Wanda. Game. All right. Um, wow, I, that, that I'm still that comment like the the, the talent isn't there. My the depth isn't there, the depth, the depth isn't depth. there. Who recruits the depth? Exactly. Who brings the depth? Exactly. What fans have been saying. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I saw something. <clears throat> I, I saw. I think it was you, Andy, that uh, post game. I think a, a tweet that you posted. Um, he said, "Well, it's not the play. It's not the play call. Yeah. It's yes. not the play call." So you're throwing uh, again. You're throwing eighteen to twenty-two year old kids under the bus that you recruited, that you brought in. That you saw as the future of your program, but now, well, hey, it's not. It's not me. It's not. It's not. I don't know how old he is. The 51, 52 year old man. It's the 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kid. Uh, and whose job it is to put the kid in a position to be successful. It's not me. It's them. Correct. That's a problem to me. That's a huge problem for me. That that's the problem. And as Andy says, Will, we said a lot. We we had. We were so fired up last night. We had, we started, we had profanity <laughs> in Les Rage Cougs last night. We had some words tossed out there. But in the loss, the 36-13 loss to TCU, the offense did not score a touchdown. Really? For the first time really? since 2014, a span of 109 games. The offensive guru. That's what I was waiting. Yep. So folks have said. I love how colleague Jerome Solomon from the Chronicle said the offensive guru guru didn't guru <laughs> versus TCU. It's it's on him. It's y'all y'all know where I how I feel about it. But we heard all this. We discussed it last season on FTS. 
he began laying the foundation for this first year in the Big 12. He lowered the bar, lowered the expectation, was, was trying to, well, you know, the first year in the Big 12, it's going to be tough. It's going to be this. The, the depth is going to be an issue. We don't have the depth to compete and hang in with, with those Big 12 programs. As was pointed out last night by fans, the Cougs had two years to prepare for this first year in the Big 12. Two years. He's had two years to recruit Big 12 talent. He's the coach. He's in charge of the talent. The buck should stop with him. It does. It does. So it should. it's up to him to put his players who he recruited to put them in the best position to succeed. Question. What, what conference is Rice in? The American. The American Athletic Conference the, led by Commissioner Mike Oresco. The conference that Houston just left? Left yes. three months ago. So what was the excuse last week? Because if You if, overlooked if, them. If, that if, was yeah. the excuse, Will. We overlooked them. We, over, looking we overlooked you. Yes. Okay. So we overlooked Rice looking forward to TCU, but we lost to TCU, and it's, oh, we don't have the depth. Like, yes. Wait, wait. Oh. It's excuses okay. Okay. after excuses. And this is where we're going to go for these few minutes that Mr. Yanez is able to be with us this evening in episode 109. What really frustrates me is the administration, the people in charge, have a great example on campus. A few examples, really. but in terms of money-making sports, of a coach who takes accountability for his program and succeeds with the talent he brings in to his team. I'm, of course, speaking of Kelvin Sampson. We Kelvin Sampson is no nonsense. Kelvin Sampson, sometimes I've had friends say, man, sound like, coach is hard on y'all today, man, in the press conference. He was pretty, he was pretty rough on y'all. <laughs> He's straightforward, brutal to the point. He wins, Will. Yep. If they lose, it's his fault. I didn't do the job. I didn't prepare them. Or he also says, give credit to the other team. They were better than us tonight. We're going to lose sometimes. We're not going to win every game. He's made all those comments. He's been in the Big 12 before, too. He said, we're going to the Big 12. Big 12, you know what? In basketball, is KU's conference. We're going to compete against KU and other teams in that conference. But you know what? We're going to compete. My guy is going to be prepared and let the chips fall where they may. We are now in a power conference. We are a part of a big boy conference, and we're going to act like it. None of this. Oh, we don't have the depth. Oh, we overlooked this opponent. Oh, we didn't have this. We don't have that. The, the football building is going to be a game changer. Two years from now when it's complete, it's going to be a game changer. All these excuses that the administration continues to tolerate from Dana Hogerson. And that's where I'm getting to. It's their fault now. Because here is a comparison. We had it tossed out there last night by some, some viewers. Folks hate Dana more than they hate Tom Herman. We had fans last night want to bring Tom Herman back. Wow. Okay. That's that's where it is now. Look at this. And it touched on, we touched on it before. Andy, you, Miss Wanda, folks watching us on YouTube, X, Facebook. Dana is not liked by the fans. And he's losing them more and more by the day. By these performances, these, these excuses, lack of accountability that he takes himself. But it would be okay and tolerated if they were winning. They're not going to win a lot this season. So the frustration with him will perpetuate and continue into next season when they bring him back for second season, barring some shock to me that they let him go after this year, which I don't see happening. So then next year, Will, the second year in the Big 12, what's going to be the selling point then? Well, we're in year two of the Big 12. Come see the coach you don't like. Come support us. Come spend not your money for the like. coach you don't like. I would say it's not even that they don't like him. They don't have confidence at him 
Eric Gus, by the way, they don't have hope in him. They don't believe that he does not instill hope in them that he's the right man for the job to help the Cougs win and compete for what will championships in the Big 12, which what they said they were they were going to do in the Big 12 is compete for championships. And next year, who's joining the Big 12 next year? Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Complete 180 from Dana. Yep. So you fans Chris, love well, how, how, now, how many years has Coach Prime been at Colorado? Three games. Three games. Three games. And what's their record through those three games? Three and oh. And uh and where did he come Buffs from? Have some depth depth issues. Uh how many games did the Buffs win last season? One. One. And Dion came from what level, Will? Was he oh. was he in a another group group of five? <laughs> no. No. State, no, he was at Jackson State HBCU FCS. FCS. Yet he he went to another power five now, power four, but at the time still power five conference. Brought in talent, ran off guys who did not fit his system, took advantage of the first year rule for coaches, head coaches to bring transform the roster completely, complete overhaul. He's three and oh. Was a hell of a comeback win last night over a rival. His his son Shadur Sanders should be in the Heisman consideration because he carried that team in the fourth quarter in overtime. Yep, that ninety eight yard drive was a thing of beauty. Correct. There's a difference between Dana and Coach Prime. There's a difference between Shadur and Donovan Smith. Both teams have shaky offensive lines. <clears throat> Shadur, hey, fellas, I'm going to take some hits. I'm going to get sacked. But you know what? We're still going to win this game. Yep. Donovan Smith, eh, well, line was shake. Took some sacks. I'm going to complain about my receiver dropping passes. I'm going to be late on throws. And we're going to get zero touchdowns offensively with me in charge. I don't blame him. It's the law to live. I don't blame him. It's the law to live. His coach is doing that. So what do you expect that, him to that, do? That's where I'm going. He sees his coach do that on the sideline. Bitch, gripe, yell, be pissed off at players. Donovan Smith, well, he's the leader of the team. I'm, what is it? What's the line from uh, Remember the Titans? Leadership, perfect. what is it? Reflects leadership, captain, something like that. It'll come to me. Yeah. But it, it reflects leadership. Well. Who's leader of the team? It's Dana. Chris Pesman, Tilma Fertitta, President Couture, some media who still back him to the probably still back him today after the trash he put out last night. Attitude reflects leadership. That's it. Thank you, Andy. Attitude reflects leadership, Captain. That's it. Attitude reflects leadership. That's it exactly. What was the crowd last night? 36,000. It was worse than the UTSA game. It, and the weather was bad, and that's a reason. Oh, okay. Houston. Mm. Houston it wasn't people, that bad, Chris. No, 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 no. no I'm going to say it. Houston sees clouds. Some fans, it's cloudy. Oh, nope, can't go. Okay. It rained a little bit before the game. It Friday up, was bad. It Yesterday cleared up before kickoff by like two hours. The delayed that, kickoff, you said? No, no. Oh, okay. Rained it it okay. rained through. It was done. Gotcha. Okay. About okay. an hour or two hours before kickoff. But that's enough for folks. Hey, y'all, you know, it's already hot, you know, and new. And it might rain too, and, and we're outside. Oh no, I watch it on TV. Wow, we got some of those thirty-seven thousand eight hundred and sixty-two people were in attendance against UTSA. And granted, this is the Big Twelve opener that they have been hyping up the entire offseason. Thirty-six thousand forty-nine were in the stands. But how much were they hyping it this past week? As these guys <laughs> pointed out <laughs> to me, they couldn't. What, they didn't what, hype it up, even if. They, they tried, and you know what were the comments? What the, all the replies to their promotions were about last Saturday's game? You lost to Rice. Hold <laughs> on. Did, did, did anybody in the stands have any lovely, lovely Houston gear on? Oops, my bad. Sorry about that. Nope. My bad. No. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Well, you know, it's not available for sale because oh, well, we, I, we did not think we did not realize that it'd be such a hot uh, ticket item. I'm tripping. Forgive me. Okay. Okay. Coach Prime 
Colorado is the it program in college football right now. The it program. They got flaws. The defense is shaky. Their defensive line is shaky. Their offensive line is shaky. They lost their best two-way play. Well, Travis Hunter, one of the best players of the country. Shadour Sanders still found a way to win that game last night. Good teams find ways to win. Great teams find ways to win championships. Bad teams find ways to lose. The Houston Cougars are a bad football team. At some point, it won't be. I, I hope it is. I wish Tony M was on here. I hope at some point Dana is let go this season. Wow. I, 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 it won't happen. I, I'd be stunned out of this world if it happens. I don't see it. Here's an indication, another indication, Will. Okay. Miss Wanda. There's Tony M right Tony's there. Here. There are fans who have doubts about the Cougs versus Sam Houston State this Saturday. Wow. That's the state of UH football under Dana Hogerson. Andy believes it's going to be a get-right a get right game. It should, I, it, it well, should, it should be. be. should be a, a get-right game. Be. But there are fans who, have, who now have doubts about Saturday's game against Sam Houston State. The line of spread is only 13 and a half. 13. That surprised me. It's 13. Cougs by 13. Okay. Contrast that Oregon is favored by 20 over Colorado. Right. That's two ranked teams. <laughs> that that yeah. matchup. Yeah. That's 20. It's Colorado going on the road. Oregon's a hell of a program, hell of an offense. And I think they will exploit to a greater extent Colorado's weaknesses. But the Cougs are only 13-point favorite over Sam Houston State, a team that will, in two games this season, have scored a total of three points. Three points. Total? Total. So 0-2, I take it. Yeah, the 0-2, they lost to BYU 14-zip. Even Air Force, like 14-3, something like 13-3. So they've allowed 13.5 points per game. They've scored 1.5 points per game. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. So, okay, Clazell says, and we, we touched on this possibility as well regarding the uniforms. The Titans are blocking any sales of the powder blue uniform, the shirts, etc. This is what I've been told. Okay. We thought that was a possibility. Then you should have figured that out months ago. What can we do to work with you guys, the Titans, so we could sell this merch? This should have this should have been an issue in the season. Hmm. Okay. Tony um, some folks wonder this too. I'm not convinced Dana concerned about actual winning. He's collecting a check. That's what he's doing. He's collecting a check. Wow. He's not gonna say no to him. I don't want the money, Tillman. You know, yeah, the offense was embarrassing Saturday. But don't don't pay me this week. <laughs> He's not going to do that. <laughs> so it's on Tillman and that small group of people to realize this man is not the right person for this job. And maybe maybe yesterday, maybe Saturday was at the beginning of an avalanche because we know for a fact that Tillman Fertitta and Renu Couture were inside the stadium. I'm curious to see who they were around during that game. I'm going to be curious to see if they were able to hear the boos that rained down during the third and fourth quarters of that game. Yeah, well, fans booed. Really? They booed that start performance in the second half. And they should. And an, another sad thing is the Big 12 in football this season is not very good so far. Yeah. Missouri beat Kansas State. Granted, it was a 61-yard field goal. Hell of a kick. At the buzzer, yeah. Iowa State is one and two. Lost to Ohio. That was that was well whacked though. That field goal was good, but that's another story. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati lost to Miami of Ohio. Yeah, rifle. At home. Yeah. First year head coach, though, Will. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Yeah. 
at, at Cincinnati. Yeah, it's in the Big Twelve. Alabama. You know, yeah. South Alabama just just took the Gundies behind the woodshed and took that seven hundred thousand with them. Yes, in Stillwater, thirty-three seven. The Gundy's, he's he's going through three quarterbacks, a rotation. You know what that means? When you got three, you don't have one. Baylor finally got their first win, but their first win was over. Who was it? Long Island, whatever it was. Some... Oh, yeah. Long Island, 30 to 37. Long Island. Long Island. Okay. City, huh? Andy, before you had head out, Want to get your thoughts on the KPJ situation with the Rockets? What do you What do you think? LIU. What 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 is What was your initial reaction to when you heard the news? And now that you heard more info, has it? You know, what else have you thought? Uh, the one word that just come up is travesty. Uh, it's unfortunate the situation after really multiple opportunities that he's had. Uh, not only with the Houston Rockets, but even going back specifically when obviously with the Rockets when it comes to um, being with John Lucas and then the resources, the opportunities that they've given him here in Houston. It's unfortunate, but when you look at it from the Rockets' perspective, at this point, it's it's time to cut their losses. It seems like they're going to do it. And, I mean, potentially, even in the long run, it could benefit the team. Um, looking at the situation and circumstance, obviously it's a pending investigation, but the details that have come out, they're horrifying uh, to hear what, what has come out specifically when it comes to um, just the damage that was done uh, with the entire incident. And, and at the end of the day, Kevin Porter Jr. had his opportunity. He has been unable to stay on the court and he's just made terrible, terrible decisions. And uh, at some point, you got to face the consequences for your actions, and it's unfortunate, but he did it to himself. Will, you mentioned it Friday in the Let's Talk Houston Rockets show. Mm-hmm. For those who missed that, you comment on the situation. Yeah, um, my initial re- response was how, while unfortunate, I'm not surprised um, because I've seen this before. He was in Cleveland, and he was traded to Houston from Cleveland for it. Top 55 protected pick, which means they gave him to Houston. Because you a top 55 protected pick because he had worn out his welcome to the nth degree here in, in Cleveland mm-hmm. at the time. Incident after incident, mm-hmm. incidents that were reported, incidents that weren't reported. Uh, there was a situation with his uh, sister that his sister had an altercation with a young woman and he decided to throw a punch at another woman at the time in defense of his sister um situation where he, he was away from the team all season and returned and Torian Prince had been uh acquired by the Cavs and because Torian was playing and Kevin was not they moved his locker Kevin showed up uh first game back and went on a tirade in the locker room. Kobe Altman, who has his own issues right now, but I digress, um, came in and intervened. And Kevin Porter went on a rant about modernized slavery, threw a plate of food at said GM. And then shortly thereafter, he was traded to Houston. So there's been situations that breadcrumbs, if you will, that have shown. And he got it together just enough to get the bag. I mean, he was on his best behavior, it appears, in Houston. And that's what I, I, I would imagine led them to sign him to his deal. And when he felt that he had well, the bag. But, Will, wasn't he involved in something in Miami? Wasn't it like a, a club or something? Well, like yeah, the, that was a yeah. club issue, yeah. So that, yeah. Yeah, that was more the bag. And the, and the, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, maybe a, I don't know, but yeah, long story short, it's unfortunate. Um, definitely uh, praying for the young lady involved. Praying for Kevin as well. I mean, clearly there's issues there, anger issues, mm-hmm. um, maturity issues um, that, that need to be dealt with, that need to be acknowledged, that need to be dealt with. Um, hopefully this is the wake-up call that he 
not, not that he needs, hopefully this is the wake-up call that will cause him to correct his actions thus far going forward. Um, but yeah, that's I'm I'm unfortunately I'm not surprised. And and that is the really the gist that most of the Rocket fans have. They're not surprised. They were disappointed initially and, and time to you know let him go, wave him. If get your thoughts on this. I don't see it happening. But do you think a team will trade for him? No, absolutely not. The PR, the, the, the PR backlash that they will take is unprecedented and un, it will be unrelenting. And it's, no, 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 no. Agreed. No. I, I, I agree. And that's why they're going to have to waive him. So he's going to get $16 million to not play this year. But hopefully he uses that money and that time to get his life together. I hope so. I, I hope so. And oh, I hope. Well, Go ahead. What are you going to say? No, it's just another incident that I forgot about. That the, 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 There was a car accident where he allegedly pointed a gun at a loaded gun at someone. But I don't know. I feel like I'm piling on at this point. But I, I, I hope he does take this time away. Um to find his life and to get his life together. Yep. Here. And ho hopefully he can, he can do that with basketball away from him. That he lost it. You know, this he did it to himself. Look in the mirror, it wasn't anyone else. You've done this to yourself, so get your life together and maybe somewhere down the line you can play pro ball overseas because well, I'm not sure he's not he's going to get a chance in the NBA again. If he couldn't get it, and I hope I'm wrong, I really do. But if he couldn't get it together with John Lucas, oh, oh, agree. I mean, I he's got numerous chances repeatedly, and you telling us stuff that many of us didn't know that he's that he's done in the past, but. Rockets proved it to a small degree. It only takes one team. It only takes one team two years from now. If Kevin Porter Jr. is on a straight and narrow and and says, guys, you know, I'll 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 come back for the, the, the vet minimum. Just give me a 10-day. Just give me a shot. Just give me a shot to there might be a team and say, let's do it. Who knows? That could happen because of his potential. His he'd be what is it called in business in basketball sports? Low risk, low risk high reward at yeah. that point. Yeah. That's what the Rockets front office how that's how they spun it when they acquired him. If he does it, you know, he's top 55 protected pick. That's nothing. If he gets his life together, the talent that he could bring this franchise, oh, could be a steal of a deal. Look at him now. Our fans saying, "Get rid of him, good, good riddance." Just you know, so that's that's where he is with that. Andy, if you got a cutout, man, go ahead. You get, if you do, let me know so I can put you up your info. Yes, but, I do. All right, go I ahead. But now, just appreciate as always, Chris, for the opportunity, and most importantly, um, people can find us on Potsdam and Jam in case they didn't watch the live Lutridge Cooks show. We even have a clip up there. And, of course, you can also hear from head coach Dana Hogerson and quarterback Donovan Smith after the 36-13 loss against TCU. And we'll be back next Saturday after Houston and Sam Houston State's only 13.5-point favorites. Potentially, get right. it's either going to be a get-right game or it's going to be the bottoming out of the Houston Cougars program. But we'll see. It'll be one or the other, so there'll be something to talk about. If anyone would be interested in being a primary sponsor for this upcoming episode of Let's Rage Cougs, feel free to reach out at letsragecougs at gmail.com. Other than that, Chris, Will, thank you guys for the opportunity, and I'll see you guys soon. Thank you, man. You take care. Take care. <clears throat> okay. 
I'm not sure. Well, I want to get your thoughts on this, Mr. Mm-hmm. Prognosticator, Mr. Visionary, okay. man who can see the future, <laughs> man who said last Monday on, was it last Monday? Last Sunday last on Sunday. FTS saying the last dance in Paris oh. could feature the NBA elite for Team USA. And lo and behold, Next day, Shams Sharani reports that LeBron and Steph or KD are trying to put, put, put together a super team. And, and I'm like, hmm, I heard that from someone else. <laughs> so yeah. your thoughts on that, sir? Um, I think I got to be careful. I don't want to disparage the guys that went over. But the FIBA World Cup, the FIBA World Cup roster showed that you got to send your best. You got to send your best. I mean, Luca, you're sending, I called it the C team. I believe you called it the F team. Someone else called it the F team. I believe it was you, right? That was you that called it the F team. One of your friends said it first, and I I, I seconded it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you, you can't send a, a, a less than an A team, right? I'll say, against okay. – the world's best in this world, the world's best, you know, you, you know, in 92 and 96, maybe even those days are over. <laughs> yeah. You can roll the ball out and go, you know, think about it. This is how serious. I would say USA basketball is taken. They train in Vegas. Are they really taking it seriously? You, you yeah, train that's, for two that's a good point. Hours. Yeah. They train in Vegas. Yeah. They train in Vegas. I mean, they come together Three weeks before the tournament, they train in Vegas. They play a couple friendly exhibitions, and then they start the tournament. With the, some of them, they struggle in those too. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. So I think it was you got to go back to uh, Jerry Colangelo. You know, the the two summer commitment. If you want to play, you got to give me two summers. Yes. Got to do it, and I think this is a, a step in that direction. And that's important. And Corey, understand, man. Hope you're doing. Hope everything's getting better for you. Yeah, man. Hope you're good, man. But it's he's talking about the buckets. Who y'all play, Corey? I mean, you know, West Kentucky. But it's a win. Yeah, but but yeah. they did a thing. It's weak. They did something that good teams are supposed to do. Yeah. Beat ball. bad teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, let's go back to my point. Another example that the Cougs are not a good team. Yep. But Team USA, a two-year commitment is important. You got to build chemistry. You just can't. As you touched on it, you said it. You just can't put together a team in, in four weeks, roll out the balls, all right, let's go win. Let's go in a goal. Yep. And not, not have guys who can defend in the paint. Because international players, international play, unlike the NBA, they still rely on low post scoring, getting it done on the block. Big men who can score with their back to the basket. And if you put them on the roster, play them. Walker Kessler? Really? And especially you can zone <laughs> different things and clog up the paint that way. So what – how was the team assembled? Do y'all – y'all have more scouting and video – available than me and Will, but we know this. We've seen it in a handful of games to know how international game works. you putting out guys who, Triple J, hey, good defender in the NBA. He can handle these big boys, these, these grown big men, nope. and no help. And then rebounding. It was like the team USA was coached by Mike D'Antoni, who was coaching the Rockets. Rebounding, I don't care about rebounding. Right. You know, did we score? I mean, how many times did, did they need to to score points? Points per possession, we were ahead of the game, ahead of the curve. All right. Okay. Right. right. Get a rebound about 13, 14, Lithuania, on and on and on. Any opponent. That doesn't work. Defense is still important. I know I'm going there, Will. Uh-oh. My my old my old school mindset. I know the analytics say one thing. 
I I know it says this, that, and other, and I know three is more than two, which obviously it is. But damn it, at some point you gotta stop, folks. Oh, you cussing now. You gotta get you have to stop people. Mm-hmm. You have to keep guys out of the paint. Yep. You, you have to have guys who are capable and willing to keep them out of the paint. Right. Not those, well, he does it sometimes. I, well, you know, what is your, do you want to win a gold or not? <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the goal. I thought that was the objective. If mm-hmm. not, just keep doing what you're doing. Tony M turns rebound and that's why, that's why I look at the Rockets. And that think that could be a problem with the Rockets this season yeah. is lack of rebounding. We're, we will see folks who are joining us now on YouTube and Facebook on Houston round bar view, as well as on folks talking sports. We've touched on the offensive genius of Dana Hogerson in Saturday's 36-13 loss to TCU in which the offense led by Dana Hogerson because he's called the plays, Will. Yeah. yeah. But it's not the plays, though. You're right. Scored zero offensive touchdowns for the first time since 2014, a span of 109 games. But the play calling, the plan was great. It was the execution was the problem. So you you execute properly by practicing, right? Talk about practice. Right. Not the game. We're talking about practice. Right. Okay. Who leaves practice? Dana Hokerson. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just checking because maybe it's me, but... If you're telling me it's the execution, it's not the plan, it's the execution, and you wrote the plan, and you lead the practice, and you recruited the players that are practicing to execute the plan in the game, but it's not the All right. I'm just saying. And see, every so often, he's, he sprinkles in, it's my fault. I got to do better. The offense was embarrassing. We might make some changes to the offense. I'm going to look at the film, which should, should have been done today. So he might make a quarterback change for this coming game against San Houston State. Why not? You know, San Houston State is now in Conference USA, but it's their first year on the FBS level in the group of five coming from the FCS level. Mm-hmm. So why not give Lucas Collier a chance at quarterback? before going to Texas Tech. But Will, yeah. make a decision at QB and stick with it. Because if you have, if you go with two QBs in a game, you know what that means? You don't have any. You don't have any. We just had that discussion here at Columbus, the first two games. It was rotation. It was Kyle McCord. It was Devin Brown. It was Kyle McCord. It was Devin Brown. Alabama doing the yep. same thing. Oklahoma State doing that same thing. Yep. And Kyle McCord was then the starter this past Tuesday. He went out yesterday and showed out. He knew he was the starter, and he played as such. So, yeah, I get Okay. And three games in, Dana Hogerson has said, still trying to figure things out. Donovan Smith said post game that he likes the up tempo, fast style offense. He's okay with the methodical offense, but he also likes the up tempo. Will, if that's your quarterback saying that, speed up the offense. Yep. Mr. Offensive Genius, that you're just being offensive lately. Yep. Tony M., Corey D. Skills. Anybody, the name of anybody this Saturday is San Houston State head coach K.C. Keeler, okay? K.C. Keeler is anybody. And if you're asking, Chris, what are you talking about? Anybody, anybody. If it comes down to coaching, Dana Hogerson versus anybody, I'm taking anybody. Yep. And D-Skills knows what I'm talking about because 
as he said, he's consistent. He take he take Tom Landry now. Wow. So that is the problem. And Clazell, talk about Donovan can't execute up tempo offense. Whose fault is that? He did it at Texas Tech. Who's co who's coaching him now? Who's in charge? Well, this this is on the coach, the head coach, and the coaches. I'm not blaming the players. These are college players. They were brought here. They were recruited here. It's up to the coach <laughs> to put them in position to succeed. It's on the coach. It is. Tillman, Chris Pesman, President Couture. Uh-oh. Will, President Couture was famous for saying what? A few years what, ago? Was it Aiden Ford coaches fired, right? What yes. was the record? Help me. What was Houston's record last year? Eight and five. Oh, and who's coaching? Who was the coach last year? Same guy coaching right now. Oh. Same guy will probably be coaching next year. Okay. Which gets back to a point I want to get everybody who's, who's joining us now in the last few minutes. As Andy said, Will said, Coach Prime has been at Colorado how long? Three games. Has been coaching on the Power Four, Power Five level for how long? Three games. And what's his record? Three and up. Dana's been coaching on the Power level. At West Virginia, and now, how what, long? What, thir what, 13 years? Am I right? About that? three games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And yet, Dana does not know how to bring in depth or know how to coach depth, coach up talent. Dana had two years to get this team ready for the Big 12. Hmm. hmm. And, and which program? has more excitement. And I'm not a huge Coach Prime fan. Something he does, you know, he's, he's too fast for me. For me. Yeah. But he's winning. He's getting results. He's bringing attention to his team himself, but he also gives his players the chance to shine. He doesn't forget about Shador, Travis Hunter. Weaver, his receivers, his coaching staff. He put together a hell of a staff. Doug Belk, defensive coach, UH. We see you too. You get a nice check. Mm, your side is kind of shaky too. You've been a power five level for a while, and what are you doing? His, his offensive coordinator uh, at Colorado, Sean Lewis, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. was a head coach at Kent State in the MAC. Here in Ohio. Where? Where? In the Mac. In Kent the Mac. State. What? Kent what? State. Kent State. Kent State. That's that Will, that's that's not another power five program, is it? No. Power five? No, wait. No. Power, group of five. It's the Mac. But it's the Mac. But Will. Yeah. How how is he winning though? He didn't have the depth. He didn't have depth then. How's he doing all this stuff in Colorado then? What I, I don't understand, Will. Yeah. yeah. He he left a head coaching job to become an offensive coordinator. Who takes a step down? And he's produced. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's produced. He's now produced. imagine what Colorado and Utah will do in the Big 12 next year in football. Yep. Okay. UH under Dana. This is who he is. First year, and, and Will, you said it. Rice came from Carmen USA to the American, which UH just left. A few months ago, it's it came down to coaching there. Yeah. Coach Bloomgren, Dana, Dana said we didn't have the, we weren't prepared in that first half. We overlooked Rice. Uh, so he's telling on himself. Basically, he's <laughs> yes, he's telling on himself. He's still getting those checks though. So to that end. I don't blame him. I blame the folks 
who are still paying him to give these excuses. And this is it right here. Dana yeah. talks like someone who has guaranteed job security. Yeah. And I thought about this last night after the loss. Using it, I think it's analogous to free agency, NBA free agency, really. UH overpaid for Dana. Bad team tax. They overpaid to bring him from West Virginia to UH. So paid a whole lot of money. So why extend is my question. Well, in the I know contract, why. Uh, yeah, I know. I like know great why. kudos to his agent. Yeah, yeah. You get to a power five conference, you get a raise, and <laughs> you know, and all those things. Yep, yep. But the program yep. and the administration needs to realize this: he's lost the fans. He's not. I'm not even winning. Could cure it. You don't have to like Dana. You, have, you don't have to like your head coach. There's some fans who don't like their head coach. Yeah. But the head coach wins. Yeah. Well, Dana is not winning. And I don't see him winning this year in the Big 12. I don't believe he's going to win next year in the Big 12. Will, he be, be here, will he be here to win next year in the Big Unfortunately, 12? I think he will. Wow. Unfortunately, I've been told different, but I just – and see, that's this is the problem. Another problem. These kids knows it, points it out. It's all about Tillman. Tillman still wears. And here's the thing. Tillman made a change with the Rockets in head coach. Steven Silas brought in Coach Udoka. So he, he's willing to make change. He's willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So what is it going to take for him to realize that Dana is not the right person for the job here at UH? See, <laughs> see, I, it wouldn't take long. It took long tonight, but because they brought back, brought up Tom Herman Ooh. two days in a row. Tom Herman's name has been brought up on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel. Saturday is Let's Rage Cougs. Sunday, <laughs> folks talking sports. Okay. 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 See. <laughs> Folks, don't. And this is the question. How can Tillman, not how, why yeah. does Tillman co-sign a loser? Yeah. Because, you know, come back to Tom what? Herman. He taking back. I think we take him back now. We'll see. I don't know. I know some things. Never mind. I... Mm. But it's just <laughs> why. Yeah, I know some things, too. Mm. But why does Tillman continue? To co-sign this man. That's what I don't understand. Where are the pictures? Who got the pictures? Who got the pictures? Somebody. Anytime I see something like that, I'm like, somebody has some photos. Like, uh, what is it? Set it off when a uh, Cleo in the yeah. lineup. And yeah. She, and she tapped her like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who got the photos? Because yeah. that that's the only that's still the explanation I can see. I don't understand. And and Tom Herman, when he was here, flashy. I'm not. I'm not. Tom Herman could be the guy. I doubt it. But Houston football might need a personality like a Tom Herman or a Coach Prime to bring some shine, some some vibe, some life back to the program, even if it's short-lived, three years. Because right now, as a lot of fans, Andy said it, fans don't have hope in Dana. They right. do not believe he's the right man to win and lead Houston in, to compete for championships in the Big 12. Right. And this is right here. This is true about Tom Herman. He got the entire city behind UH football. That's what I was thinking. I was going to ask that question. Like, what does he do, Dana, as far as PR, as far as? Uh, he drinks his favorite beverage. Okay, fair enough. Because that, that was my thing. Like, does he meet 
you know, does he go to the local Kiwanis clubs or does he meet? I'm being, I'm being, right. you know what I mean he, when I say he hangs out where his supporters hang out. So okay. as long as he keeps spending time with them, he's good. Okay. And that's the problem because his supporters live in this insulated bubble. And they think everything is good. At one and two. Okay. So that that's the problem. They think everything's fine. Dana's lack of accountability. Eh, eh, whatever. You know, this Dana being Dana. See, these kids, I'm gonna put it up there, put it on him. As long as he buys the expensive drinks, he is good. Because I'll, I'll go back to it and he's gonna shut it down in a few minutes. Yep. Kelvin Sampson is a hard ass. He's tough, tough-minded, straightforward, brutally honest. He loves his players. He wins. He gets results. He takes care of his players. But as was pointed out last night during Les Reds Coops, the pregame hype video it showed before the game. Dana was Riding up the team, dropping F-bombs, go show who we are, who the Houston Cougars are. F this, F that. We're going to go out there and kick some. Oh, yes, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go out there and do what they did in that first quarter. So maybe he is losing the locker room. And why not? I'm not saying he is, but why not if you're a head coach, if you're the players? Your head coach is saying all, you know, it ain't me. It ain't my fault. We didn't execute. We didn't have the will to win last Saturday against Rice in overtime. Mm. I'm the players. Well, well, coach, coach doesn't believe in us. Coach says we don't have enough depth. We don't, you know, he, coach does not believe in guys in the locker room. So why am I going out bust my butt for this man? You know. See, that's here's a problem. This is the issue H Town brings up, Big Dobbs brings up. Does UH win a Big 12 game this year? Yeah. Oh, game. Oh, I, I think so. I think so. Because of the struggles at Cincinnati, the struggles at Baylor, the struggles at other programs. Texas Tech's not looking too good. So that, that, the Big 12, Big 12 football this year is a down year. But next year, think about it, Will. Without the Longhorns, without the Sooners next year, who has a which team teams have a great chance as newcomers to come in and shine in the Big 12 next year? Colorado and Utah. Yep. And who didn't you say <laughs> has a chance to shine next year? Yeah, right there. That's it, right there. That's it. Which goes back to my final point, and we'll shut it down. Thank you to Alan H. Town, everybody joining us on this edition, this episode 109 of FTS. This is a reason why I wanted to get rid of Dana last year. Clean slate. Because clean slate, you bring in a new coach. With the first year in the Big 12, the fans would understand. But you know what? I, I don't even know this for sure, but I'm just like, you know, you probably sold them on. Hey, I've been in the Big 12 before. I did this with West Virginia. I know what it takes. I know what it takes. He probably sold them on that. He I was no, no, I'm sure he did. And he said he said that part of his his pitch, you know, and he said here locally, and the school puts out, spews out. One of five programs to win at least 20 games the last two years and two bowl games the Birmingham Bowl, Independence Bowl. Oh, okay, Ooh. all right, but yeah, I did it first time in program history. I've done that. So, okay, okay. do you want to win? And I'm gonna go my first world soapbox for a second. So, one of five teams to win 20 games and two bowl games in the last two years, right? Yep, so do you want to win? What was the, what was the game last year? Birmingham Bowl, Birmingham Bowl and Independence Bowl. I think those oh. are the two. 
So, all right. So, Independence Bowl. Uh, so, do you want to win the Independence Bowl or, or lose in the national semifinal? Yeah. Because if I'm Ohio State, Ohio State lost to the national semifinal. We didn't win a bowl game. Right. We lost to the national semifinal and the final four, if you will. Right. So, we really talking about we won the Independence Bowl? Oh, all right. But that's what he had has said and uses to convince his inner circle that he's getting the job done. Wow. They're okay with that. They have apparently they have lower expectations than the fans do. That's that's the problem. Wow. It's crazy. Because the flip side of it, men's basketball, sweet sixteens, elite eight, final fours. This first year in the Big 12, the team will take some lumps. There might be some fans. Boy, we've lost six times in the Big 12. But you know what the difference will be? The fans believe in Kelvin Sampson. Yeah. Yeah. They have, Coach Sampson has proven his worth and has given them hope that he knows what he's doing and gets results. The fans don't have that in Dana Hogerson. And that is the problem and that will continue to rear its head throughout this season the attendance will dwindle because the losses will start to mount and dana will continue to make excuses next year next year be the year we're going to add more depth and he's not doing a great job in recruiting so how are you going to improve the depth but that's for another show all right Another show in H Town. Y'all know we, I can talk about women's basketball all day long. All day long. Wow. AD should have fired football, baseball. Yep. No arguments for me. No arguments for me because Ronald Huey and Kelvin Sampson were hired the same year. <laughs> Nothing else to be said about that. Willie Gibson. Yes, sir. I'm going to give you the big screen. Uh-oh. You got it. Uh, thank you, as always, Chris, for the opportunity. Um, you can find me at uh, Will Gibson 7 on Facebook as well as Instagram and threads. Um, Will knows um, sports on IG. Hey, what did I say? Yeah, the, the, the crawl is right. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm on the East Coast, and I stayed up and watched Coach Prime last night, so forgive me. Um, at Will Gibson 7 on Twitter as well as uh, Instagram, and also have on threads and IG Will Know Sports. Thank you, my man. I am KG Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Everyone, D Skills, Tony M, Gazelle Taylor III, Alan Tran, Miss Wanda Polk, appreciate you chiming in with your comments on the show. As always, it's much appreciated. You can find me there on threads, TikTok, IG, Houston Round Ball Review. Spread the word about this show. Spread the word about Folks Talking Sports. Spread the word, please, about the Houston Round Ball Review. College basketball practices are around the corner. Uh -oh. So keep that in mind, fans. College basketball practices are around the corner. The Cougs preseason game, exhibition game, is October 28th. So keep that in mind as well. The Cougs have an official visit with a big man. Derek Queen is his name. October, I think the second week, second weekend in October. 14th. Yeah. That one on, or maybe the first one. First or second, I, I you know, but he's got a visit. Yeah. He's also looking at Indiana, Maryland, and then I think Georgetown, something like that, but no Indiana for sure. But he's part of the same grassroots program that Jarris Walker okay. was part of. So that's him, 6'9", D-E-R-I-K, Derek, last name Queen, Q-U-E-E-N. 6'9", big man, skill big man, versatile big man. Let's put okay. it like that. And he's a four-star player, you know, if you're not in those stars. 
So see Coach Sampson, that staff, <laughs> they're bringing in talented players for visits. Talented players want to come to the program. Compare, whatever. But anyway, oh. I am KD Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston. He's from the East Coast, Island. I think Baltimore, I think, around mm -hmm. there, but something like that. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to find it, but yeah. And of course, I touched on it, all different kind of stuff. Watch previous shows. I dropped the info about the other young man, 6'5 guard, who was on a visit. And UH did post, he finally did post pictures of uh, his visit on Instagram. Him, another four star player. Some staffs get it, some staffs don't, Will. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell. <clears throat> but as always, thank you to everyone for participating in the discussion here on Folks Talking Sports, episode 109 of the Houston Round Ball Review presents Folks Talking Sports. In closing, the Houston Round Ball Review since 1994. Local name, global perspective. Y'all take care. Peace.